Unleashed Podcast. Welcome to Unlocked and Unleashed, where we unleashing your spirituality, your finances, your relationship, and every other part and area that's significant to your life. I'm Marquise Miller, and I'm pastor of a church here in Oklahoma City called Reach Out Ministries, located at 114th and Western, 11450 Northwestern Avenue, where we have two services. One starts at 9.30 a.m. and the other one starts at 12.30 p.m. Why don't you come out and be my guest? The topic I want to talk to you about is how do you unleash your vision? How do you unleash your vision? I believe I'm talking to a few people out there on today who have a vision, who have a goal. I don't even want to call it a dream. I want to call it a, sometimes dreams, when you say dream, you feel like it's unattainable. But I'm gonna call it a goal or a vision, all right? And so, uh, how do you make that vision come alive? That's what we're gonna kind of talk about on today. What are some things that cause our vision to come alive? What are some things that end up killing, killing that vision, okay? Uh, one thing that I have realized about vision is anytime God has called you to do anything, uh, I never forget this, that when God called me to start this church, I never forget where I was at, because I was in my bedroom, just walking, pacing back and forth, and I was praying, and God had told me I, he wanted me to start a ministry on the campus of UCO. I didn't necessarily know 100% sure what it was going to turn into, I just know that God called me to minister to college students on that campus. And uh, uh, one thing that I begin to see is that anytime God calls you, the bigger the vision is, the more people that God will send and the bigger your team is gonna have to be. And if you're not a person who values, watch this, if you're not a person who values people, your vision will not be able to come alive as the way that you see it on inside. I really believe that is a big thing that really, uh, when you really think about success, and I heard somebody define success like this, and I thought, man, that's really so true. They, they define success as this, is that whenever what you see and feel on the inside, you begin to materialize it and begin to see it on the outside. Uh, that's how they define success. And I said, man, that is really profound, is that whatever you see on the inside, you begin to see and you begin to see and materialize on the outside of you. And the one thing that I've seen with so many different people who have vision, who have drive, who have set goals, they're trying to do everything by themselves. And that's one thing that when you first start off, you kind of almost have to because you don't have many people who necessarily believe in the vision that God has given you. Many people may not believe in the business or the nonprofit or in my case, a ministry. And so you may have to start off doing a whole lot by yourself, but you need to understand if you value people enough and understand that God uh, will send people who have stronger gifts, stronger talents in different areas than, than even than you do. If you value people enough, what will happen is people will start attaching themselves to the vision that God has given you and they begin to expand the vision to make the vision even bigger than what you even imagined. So uh, what am I trying to tell you is that many people, their vision dies or it never becomes realized to the point where what's on the inside of them, they begin to see it on the outside of them is because they don't understand uh, the role that people and they don't value people enough. They think. Matter of fact, a lot of people who don't trust people would never be able to have a great vision come come to pass because you can only do so much as one person. And until you begin to delegate, until you begin to understand that God has put value in other people and, and until you begin to trust people, right? Uh, and that's a problem that many of us have is we don't want to trust anybody else with the vision that God has given us. And because of that, our vision only stays small and we stay stressed out, we stay overworked because we don't trust other people. I want you to think about this. 
uh, on today, the only reason why I'm standing before you guys or sitting before you guys at this podcast is because uh, Pastor Brown has keep on bugging me about starting and doing a podcast. That is the only reason why I'm even in, in front of this camera on today. He came to me, said, man, you really should do a podcast. And then he, he even took it a step further and said, I'm going to have the stuff ready on such and such day, on such and such time. Everything's going to be set up. I just need you to have the material and you come and you come in and do your thing. Was I ever think, was I thinking about doing a podcast? No. Matter of fact, when he came to me with the idea, I was just like, okay. I kind of kind of just brushed him off. Didn't really think he was going to really take that much initiative on his own and make sure it happened. But he was very serious and he wrote me until it happened. I want you to understand this about vision. God will send people to be a part of the team uh, that 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 he's that he he'll, he'll send people to be a part of the team and part of the vision. But I want you to understand this: your best ideals won't always come from you. Your best ideals won't come from you. Uh, 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 if, if when he, Pastor Brown when he came to me and said you really do a do a podcast, and if I if I already have the mindset is only the best ideas got to come from me. So since I didn't think of the idea, that means that I'm not going to do it. Many people have that, many leaders, leaders of organizations, leaders of companies, leaders of churches, a lot of times they have that, they have that faulty thinking that if this idea, if it don't come from me, then I'm not going to do it. But what you're not realizing is that God will put people around you to help you see different things that you need to do to expand what you're doing. And you have to be humble enough. you got to be smart enough. And you also have to allow them to flourish in their gifts and their talents. And you be secure enough so that they can use their gifts and talents to expand whatever the vision is. But many people don't do that. And that's why your vision is not expanding. It's because when a great idea comes, if it didn't come from you, you ain't doing it. And you as a leader, you as a visionary, uh, uh, you can't be like that. And, and, and your stuff will never expand, whatever God is trying to do. Whatever God is trying to do in your life, if he gave you a vision, guess what? It still got room for expansion. And God will send people. Y'all hear me out. I'm living this. God will send people to expand what you're doing and have you. And, and he will send people who stretch you. He kept coming to me. Pastor Brown kept coming to me. Hey, man, we're going to do this part. He may have asked me about three to five different times. Three to five different times before I actually did it. Stretching me. Have to prepare for these. I have to spend time for these. But they're stretching me. But guess what else is doing? It's also a lot of uh, our podcasts actually get more YouTube hits than the sermons. So more people are getting exposed to the ministry through podcasts than they are through the sermons. So what would happen if I would tell Pastor Ryan, nah, man, that's not a good idea because I didn't think of it. <laughs> a lot of us got that mentality. It ain't a good idea because I didn't think of it. And so I'm sitting here on today, and this podcast to me is just really me just talking about my life. I'm sitting here today. I walk in in here, and stuff is already set up, and I didn't do none of it. The the little thing on the screen that says unlocked and unleashed, the the graphics, the editing, video editing, all that stuff has nothing to do with me. Nothing to do with me because I have people around me who have great vision, who have great talent. Listen, are you secure enough? This is why uh, another reason why uh, our vision dies is because we're too insecure to allow other people around us to be great and to be great in their own lane, in their own field. So a lot of times what happens is our vision dies is because we start feeling like, oh man, this person, uh, they too, they're challenging me. 
Oh, this person, they too talented. Oh, this person right here, they outshining me. This person right here, they outworking me. And you get intimidated by, by that and you try to you try to squash what they doing, not realizing it's okay for people to be around you that's more talented than you in certain areas. It's okay. All they're doing is expanding. They're expanding the vision. And I wanna let you know, God is, God is getting ready to send you people who are going to expand. Who's gonna expand the vision that you've given? They gonna, they, they gonna, some of them gonna poke holes at different things. They're gonna say, why are you thinking about it like this? And what happens is, we only wanna be surrounded by people who are yes people, right? So point number three or four, whatever point we on now, is that another thing that kills the vision is that you only wanna be surrounded by yes people. But yes people won't stretch the vision further as it can go because the only thing they're doing is agreeing. Sometimes the greatest things that you see happen in, in your organization, in your business, in your ministry is people when they ask you that question, why? Why are we doing it like this? I want to remind you that st the story in Exodus. You remember when Moses, when Moses goes to, uh, when Jethro, his father-in-law, comes to Moses and he sees how he's leading the children of Israel. He sees how everybody's coming up to him. And how he's judging everything in all situations. And what does Jethro, what does Jethro say? What does Jethro say? He says, "Man, if you keep on doing it like this, you will not be able to long, be able to last long. You and the people are gonna, you're gonna get worn out." He asked him why. If you go back and read the scripture, that's the one word he asked him why. In other words, why are you doing it like this? And a lot of times, and what Moses could have did was he could have said, "Hey, man, I'm leading millions of people." How many people are you lead? He could have got prideful. He could have got arrogant. But I want you to pay attention to something. Because he listened, because he listened to his father-in-law, listen, look at what happened. He was able to be one of the greatest leaders in Israel, and he was able to last long because he listened to somebody who challenged him and asked him why. Always be afraid of a leader who's afraid when people challenge him. Who gets all mad, all upset because somebody challenged him. When people challenge you, I want you to understand something. When people challenge you, there are sometimes the people that challenge you because they want stuff, something to be better, not because they're trying to make you look bad. So you need to start looking at how you, how you look at being challenged. When people ask you why, don't get all offended because what happens is sometimes you're killing the Jethro's in your life. You're killing the Jethro's. You're killing the people who have wisdom. You're killing the people who really care about you. You're killing, you're killing the people who actually have a vested interest. Anytime you start uh, 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 shooting down and, 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 and getting nasty with people because they ask you why. Uh, another thing is you need to make sure that you give people room to fail. Because number one, you can't do everything on your own. And because you can't do everything on your own, that means that you have to entrust and delegate responsibilities and authority to other people. And let me tell you something. Sometimes they will fail. And it's okay. You have to let them fail. And you also, so you don't just you don't just let them fail, but you also let them see what is it that you can do to improve, right? But sometimes, uh, if you're a visionary, if you're a leader, I really believe this, y'all, listen to me. I really believe this. Visionaries and leaders sometimes are the most controlling people because they want to control everything because they want everything to be just right and you need to take your hands off of it and just realize it won't be just right and when i mean it won't be just right it won't be just like the way you want it to be 
right? They may not sing the song just like the way you would sing it. They may not preach it just the way you would preach it. They may not lead the organization the way you, they may not conduct the business meeting the same way that you would conduct the business meeting. But you need to understand that if you're going to get to a place where you can be stretched far, and instead of being stretched thin, you're going to have to start delegating authority to other people and letting them do it and, and letting them do it in their own way. And, 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 and to the point where it, it may be their own way and their own unique style, but you can still create boundaries within that style. All right. So I want you all to understand something about about vision, uh, about vision killers is that uh, I'm, and I'm gonna close with this is that. You have to give your vision long-term energy. What do I mean by that? I heard, I heard, I heard this quote, and I, and, I, and I believe it's powerful, is that many people overestimate what God wants to do with them in the short run while underestimating what God wants to do with them in the long run. I'm gonna say that one more time. Many people, and, and I heard this quote from somebody else, is that many people overestimate what God wants to do with them in the short run while underestimating what God wants to do with them in the long run. I want to I want I want to share this with y'all. So I've been in ministry now and, and a pastor now for 7 years. Maybe going on 8. And I'm just now at the point now where I'm really seeing a major growth. I'm seeing major growth. I'm seeing more leaders step up. I'm seeing different people who really uh, who are really responding to the call of God on their own life. I'm seeing major growth in major ways I don't I used to lead worship and preach and do all the marriage counseling and do all the house calls and when people people's going crazy at that house I was the one I was doing everything pretty much by myself now the ministry is at the place where I don't do nearly as much as I used to there's so we got now we have two different praise teams I don't lead none of those worship teams I don't Play instrument no more. I used to play the instrument. I don't do all the marriage count. Like I have, God has blessed me with great, amazing people around me. But it took years. It took years because I had to spend time developing them. I had to spend time equipping them, and some of them had to uh, uh, grow in their faith. It take years. That's that's my personal story. It took years, and so I wanna I wanna let anybody know who's who kind of feels like giving up on a vision because you've been working it for years. And you don't really feel like nothing that you're doing is really producing any fruit. I'm here to let you know. I'm a living witness to let you know. Listen, if you don't give up and you really commit long-term energy to the vision that God has given you, you will begin to see it come to pass. And right before, and right before, oftentimes right before things are going to switch and get better for you, things actually get worse. One of the things that was been one of the best things for this ministry is when I got sick. When I got sick, I was sick for almost a year and I wasn't able to really even sometimes even walk good or stand up good. I was hospitalized for seven days, didn't have energy. Doctors couldn't figure it out. But one of the best things for me was when I was sick because I had to take my hands off the ministry. I couldn't have as much control. I couldn't make sure the stuff got done right. I had to watch people do stuff and, and not do it the way I wanted to be done. I had to kind of watch people kind of fail and trial and error and all that stuff. But it was one of the best things for me in the ministry because from that, that's when I start seeing more people stepping up. Why is that? Because they had to. They had to step up. 
that had to step up. And I want to let you know, if you run a nonprofit, if you run a business, you, whatever it is, if you're that leader, I really want to talk to that leader, to that visionary. You have to let go so that other people can step up and it's going to take more weight off of you and it's going to cause them to be more developed in their in their gifts because everybody got to have a starting place. One thing I was talking to a brother, another brother in the faith, and he was saying, all these jobs, they want resumes, they want five years experience. And he said, but how are they going to get the experience <laughs> if somebody don't take a chance on them? You as a visionary, you as a leader, you have to take a chance on people. Some of them gonna let you down, but some of them gonna surprise the mess out of you. But you gotta take a chance on people and let go of the reins and watch God develop them. And watch God use you to help them develop. Hey, I'm Marquise Miller. You listening to Unlocked and Unleashed. Don't let your vision die. Don't let it die because you're trying to hold on to, to it so tight. Trust the people that God puts around you. Don't be insecure because they ask you why, because they are challenging you. Just let, just, I just want to let you know it's going to stretch you. It's going to make you better. God bless you.